Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning in to the April podcast. This is the first one in April for the 2021 year. And we are going to talk about what basketball teaches us about retirement, considering that uh, March, at the time we're taping this podcast, March Madness Final Four kicks off uh, in just uh, two days from now. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Mike, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Well, I wish I could tell you a little bit more about what's going on with March Madness, uh, because I, I usually really like watching that. In fact, I think it was last year, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I, uh, a day game, I was jumping up and down in the first round because my alma mater, Gardner-Webb University, was playing Virginia. Oh. It was the prior year, uh, got knocked out in the first round by a 16 seed. And here's another situation, 16 versus a one. Gardner-Webb walked all over him the first half. And so I'm just jumping up and down and screaming and everything. And then, of course, Virginia came back and eked it out at the end. But, man, there was one what do you call it? One shining moment there almost. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I thought we could have a little, you know, a correlation here, try to do a little uh, financial lesson, I suppose, from some basketball yeah. items. It seemed kind of timely, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to do. And uh, I guess the lowest ranked seed left now is UCLA at uh, at 11. Uh, yep. Then you got a couple of first rounders in, uh, in Houston at number two there. So you got Gonzaga and Baylor as the other ones rounding out the final four. So I thought we would have this conversation. I will basically, Mike, set you up with um, the basketball side uh, that I want you to kind of base your financial lesson, if you will, off of. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Makes sense. What I can do. All right. Well, follow along. I think I think you'll I think you'll do great with this. So especially okay. if you typically watch, you know, and you're uh, well versed, which it sounds like you are. So just been busy, huh? I haven't been able to watch as much this year. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Uh, the shot clock. So if you're familiar with the shot clock, folks. Uh, and if you're not, I'm about to tell you. But basically, you can you can't just hold the ball forever, right? We kind of although it seems like in the NBA, it seems like <laughs> there's other things. We'll get to that in a second. But anyway, uh, you can you can't just hold the ball forever without taking a shot. You have a limited amount of time that you got to put the ball up, and you have to hit the rim. So, Mike, a lot of times when we talk on the show, we'll say, "Look, take your time. Think about your you know your choices. Think about decisions that you need to make when it comes to your finances because it's very important." But are there some times when we are on the proverbial shot clock, financially speaking? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. Let's say you know you're getting on up toward retirement or whatever, but you're not quite where you are planning to uh, walk out uh, and stop taking a paycheck. And uh, all of a sudden, your employer says, hey, we're uh, offering uh, some packages here, some early retirement buyout packages where we'll give you some extra money uh, in cash and benefits. Um, in a lot of that pension, in 2020, yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. gross up your pension a little bit, what have you. Okay. Uh, in order for you to take that retirement and move along, we can cut our expenses, replace you with somebody younger that's less expensive or what have you, whatever their reason might be. And so- you know, there's typically a limited amount of time in which they want to have a decision as to whether you're going to take that package or not. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you've got to put together some things pretty quick. Uh, in fact, just recently I was doing that with some uh, folks down in uh, the Charlotte area. And, um, you know, there, there are a, a lot of moving parts that you got to consider. You know, what am I going to do about health insurance? Are they going to help let me continue? Have I got to take COBRA? I've got to go out and get it on my own. 
Um, what about, um, you know, do I take the 401k? Do I, uh, if, if I've got one in the, in the company and roll it over, do I leave it there? Are there, um, appreciated employer stock in there that have net unrealized appreciation? How do I handle that? Because I'm going to have some tax issues there that are positive in the long run, but immediately cause some tax issues. You know, there's just a lot of different uh, things you got to think about. Do I have enough money to go ahead and retire? Do I want to retire or do I want to go out and find something else and uh, maybe do something part-time or just another full-time thing, either in the same field or a new career or a home business or what have you, all kinds of decisions you have to make. And um, you don't want to just kind of do it off the cuff because, hey, I'm sick and tired of this job. and I'm just going to get out of here. Right, right. It might be worthwhile to stick it out for a few more years rather than take their package if it doesn't work, seem to work out properly. And you got to consider, you know, what about Social Security? When do I start taking that in conjunction with maybe using assets and or an early pension payout? You, you can tell there's, there's a lot of options to consider. And um, the health insurance is a big one right now uh, because of just where everything is in that world. And it can be a, a difficult uh, thing to do. Another uh, thing where, that, where you might have to uh, handle a decision, you know, maybe fairly quickly is if, if someone were to leave you an inheritance. Um, oh, true. That's good not point. A, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not always something that has to be done real quick. I mean, goodness, you can always stick it in a money market account until you can make some decisions. But if you have a situation like we're dealing with right now, uh, where some folks uh, are, have gotten an unexpected inheritance coming to them from another state that has a significant tax issue there, uh, California, and it's from someone that's um, done some planning, but then left some things out and they're having to file all kinds of motions and so forth and stop a person that was a caregiver from dipping their hands into the till because they had gotten on their bank account. You know, there's, there's all kinds of possible ramifications of not moving quickly to at least understand what you've got so you can make some decisions about how to protect it and how to uh, move it when the time's right. In this one particular situation I'm thinking about, there's an IRA, and this is a brother that's inheriting it, but it's all going through a trust. And does the trust have the look-through opportunity where you can roll it over into an uh, inherited IRA, or is he going to have to take it all in a lump sum and pay not only federal tax, but California tax, because they like to get their tax if it uh, was residing in the state. So things like that, a lot, lot to have to think about. So a couple of good points there. Uh, if you are on the proverbial shot clock from a time standpoint, early retirement buyout packages could have a time deadline. Uh, sometimes inheritance could, and of course, also just retiring soon and just having mm-hmm. any planning. So those are three yeah. key points from Mike. So that works out pretty well. So what about the double dribble? All right. So in basketball, again, you can't just pick up the ball, hold it, and then decide you're going to start dribbling again. Now, I was joking earlier about the NBA. It seems like they double dribble and travel on the regular now. But uh, in general, you're not supposed to do that. So, you know, when you pick up the, the dribble, basically, you're going down court, you stop, you pick it up. You need to have a plan as to where you're sending the ball, who you're passing it to, are you taking a shot, whatever the case might be, you need to have a bit of a plan. So what's some financial lessons in that, Mike? Yeah. And I think NBA doesn't stand for National Basketball Association. I think it stands for not bad acting. Um, but um, by the way, that's just off the cuff here. But anyway, that's pretty good. They, they flop a lot. That's for sure. So 
I, I think one of the areas where, you know, sometimes we, we um, get stuck, you know, we pick up our dribble, we, we electing social security benefits. Um, okay. Sometimes people get to 62 and they think, Hey, I can get it. Let's get it. Let's move. You know, there's a lot of reasons not to do that. Sometimes there are reasons to do that. For instance, in the example I was just given earlier about someone with a retirement package, they're young. And um, when they reach 62 in a few years, it makes more sense to go ahead and start taking it for them at that point, uh, at least for one of them. And we're going to, you know, we've got a financial plan is not static, you know, it's, it's dynamic. And so we'll look at that as we move toward that, that point. But uh, at least for one of them, it's going to make sense to uh, go ahead. They, they um, are both retiring. So you think, have to think about what, what is the ramifications of taking Social Security too soon? Number one, I mean, I don't know how much detail we have time to get into here, but um, you know, you, you typically want to have the higher earner defer as long as possible because that's the Social Security benefit that's going to continue when the person, when one of the spouses dies, if you're in a, a married couple. And right. so you want, to, you want to defer that as long as possible. Obviously, if you're single, uh, you know, as long as you can defer, that's the bigger income you're going to have long term, just as long as you're not depleting more assets than you're getting benefit of by deferring the Social Security. So you got to look at that and, and, and do the analysis, calculate it out. Sometimes people will start now and then down the road, you know, that income is not where it would be nice to have it. And they wish they had not elected as early. So, you know, it's, it's good to examine that and consider what are my alternatives would it make sense to use some assets now uh, that that would allow me to defer that Social Security and maybe do uh, some part-time work or whatever? Here's another one is if you are continuing to work, but you've reached 62, 66, 67, you know, whatever you're, well, 67 is not in play yet. People are too young for that, but uh, it won't be that long until you're 67, your full retirement age. You know, But at any rate, starting Social Security while you're still working you're probably going to subject 85% of that, if not 50%, to um, taxation oh, uh, to yeah. being included in your taxable income. And so you need to think about that. Is it worth it for the additional tax bite with what you're planning to do with that money? If you're still working and you're taking the Social Security, I hope you're saving that money. And sometimes it can work. Um, we've done some things recently where we uh, took the Social Security at, at full retirement age, but the uh, person wanted to continue to work. And so we just had it directed uh, direct deposit from the Social Security Administration into a 401k for this single sole proprietor business that he had. Um, so he's getting the benefit, he's throwing it in there, is keeping it out of his taxable situation to some extent by having the lowering of his uh, net income uh, that would uh, would eliminate that. And we just did the calculations, figured, hey, he's going to have a lot more money later on by doing that. Sort of like what Bush tried to do a few years ago is make uh, Social Security privatized, where you can invest your own Social Security funds. Uh, he's not uh, investing the payroll tax, but he's investing the benefit uh, on his own. So um, there, there's some reasons to do that. Another place where uh, picking up your dribble is when you are retiring, and if you have a pension or you have an annuity, uh, and you're going to start a payout on those things, not, not a lump sum distribution, but a monthly income. There's uh, several options, uh, you know, a straight life annuity uh, where you just get that money from the pension or from the annuity contract for as long as you live, you die, it's over. So you get one payment, you die, it's over. Uh, you traded that lump sum for that income stream for as long as you live. But most of these plans uh, have, and they, uh, as their standard option, a survivor option where your spouse gets some percentage of that benefit later on. And 
I'm working with some folks right now where the uh, husband uh, has just recently died, had elected on his pension years ago, joint and 50% survivor. But if you had looked at it a little bit, I, I know he didn't get any help on this at the time, um, a joint and 100% survivor benefit would only cost him a few dollars difference in the monthly income that he was getting. And over time, it had a cost of living adjustment. So it would have more than compensated him and his wife would have gotten all that he was getting versus just half of it. So, you know, looking at these things, determining what's the best strategy for you long term, um, it's, it's a good thing to do rather than just all of a sudden you're dribbling the ball down the court and you get stuck in a corner. You pick your dribble up and you can't, there's nowhere you're to stuck, go. Yeah. All you can do is pivot around back and forth on that one foot. Yep. Uh, all right. So personal fouls then, Mike, the one more piece on this that we'll do for today's podcast uh, in basketball, committing a foul, you know, it's not that big. A, it's not the end of the game, right? end of the world, right? Now in college versus pros, I think there's a difference in, in one foul difference. I think you can foul out at five uh, in college, if I'm not mistaken, and six in the pros. Uh, yeah. But, unless they've changed it on the last couple of years. But either way, it's part of the game. So getting called for a foul or even two or even three, but you got to start managing, right? The coaches will start managing themselves if you commit too many fouls. Well, from a financial standpoint, nobody really wants to foul out of retirement, right? So we're going to make mistakes in our investing life. It's trying to make sure we, we don't commit too many, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I've been having some really interesting discussions lately with some younger uh, clients, investors that are into cryptocurrency and in NFTs and yeah. uh, all these things. And, um, you know, just thinking back over the 45 years that I've been uh, in this business and been out of college and been a, a, an investor, I have made so many stinking mistakes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I was a professional, so to speak. Right. And, right. uh, you know, but I, I learned a lot from that. And, you know, I, I look at them doing this and I say, if I could run your life for you, I wouldn't do this the way you're doing it. Um, and I, I would structure your investments in a well-diversified portfolio and rebalance and all that kind of good stuff. But um, everybody likes something new and shiny. And um, so if you're going to do it, do it with money that you're willing to ride down the street and roll the window down and throw the money out. And if you ever find it again, it's great. If you don't, it's no big deal. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so do it that way. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many um, things there that can be done that are bad decisions. Like, for instance, uh, all the trading that happens in the various uh, currencies and NFTs and so forth uh, that, that can occur, you got to keep up with that because the government wants its piece of the pie on the gains that you make. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the uh, the other thing is, you know, just you make these these decisions now as a young person for these folks that I've been talking to recently. And uh, as I just say, you know, if you're going to do it, if you can't stop yourself, do it now. So you got time to recover and go out and do it right later on. Because, um, you know, I, I kind of did my big mistake mid-career uh, with a single company and putting a lot of money into it to try and help it go public because I was going to be a gazillionaire and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and all my clients were, and you know, it's just, uh, it, it didn't make it just because of nothing that we did wrong. It's just that the tech bubble burst in 2000 in March, when we were getting ready to go public with it. And, True. I uh, mean, sometimes you just can be in a bad place at a, you know, right place, wrong time type of thing. Yep. You got it. And so, you know, you, you just don't want to make those kinds of mistakes. Those are those fouls in life where you do things that are not wise financially 
for that opportunity so that you don't miss out on something. Well, Mike, uh, you know, the way you brought that up too, is that you made the mistakes earlier on in your career, you uh, know, as you're learning and that's okay. That's kind of like the same as fouling, you know, getting into a little bit of foul trouble early in the game. Right. Right. Uh, But when you're talking about retirees and pre-retirees, which is mostly who listens to our podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, limiting those fouls, you know, as we're getting closer to retirement, certainly going to be important because again, fouling out in retirement would not be a good idea. Right. I am playing much smarter ball at this point. So to speak. <laughs> That's right. And you have been because I, I you know, started thinking about it that, yeah. uh, Hey, you know what? One of these days the paycheck stops and I better make sure I've got things right. And, um, that's the same way that everybody needs to think about it is exactly don't wait too late to where you can't do something good about it. And it doesn't cost you a significant amount of time, energy, money, uh, all that kind of stuff. And and that's really a great way to wrap it up because, you know, since it's basketball season right now with March Madness winding down, you know, the final piece really I had is just having a good coach on your side. You know, these players, as they're going through the tournaments, as the teams are trying to move their way forward, they're also adjusting their game plans. If they win against this team in this bracket and they move to the next one, well, they're tweaking some things because now they've been scouted and watched from that yeah. last game. And so having a good financial coach like Mike on your side can certainly help you adjust because your retirement plan should, you know, that plan should ebb and flow and just through retirement, just like your life is going to. So if you need some help, Mike's a great financial coach to talk to strategic planning corporation. You can find him online at spcinvesting.com, spcinvesting.com, 336-668-4338. If you got some questions, reach out to him. 336-668-4338. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can just type in strategic planning or, uh, you know, in the search box, or you can just go to spcinvesting.com. Mike, I know you got tons of uh, tax stuff you're working on, so I'm going to let you go this week, but thanks for hanging out with me for a few. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We always appreciate your time here on Strategic Planning, and we'll see you next go around on the podcast with Mike Flanders from Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.